0: attendance and the apologies and the agenda. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, members, good morning. I take this opportunity to welcome all of you and uh, express my gratitude that uh, it appears that the meeting went well yesterday. We're able to engage with issues as fruitful as the committee usually does. I also want to take this opportunity to say the biggest challenge we face, which I hope we're going to get over, is when the highest number of South Africans accept that COVID is here and COVID exists and all the regulations have to be adhered to for the sake of it. And that's a big challenge that we have to, to actually live with. And I hope the entire South Africa will come back. Having said that, uh, my understanding is that today we are supposed to push as far as 12 o'clock because of the nature of the technology that we are using. So, when I'm a bit strict, uh, you mustn't say I've come with a new attitude. It's the system under which we work that dictates that we should work in that fashion. I always believe that. If you know what you want to say, sometimes you don't need so many sec- or minutes to say it. So what are we are going to do? I will check if there's any apologies. Do you have any apologies, Lini?
0: Ah, uh, good morning, Chairperson and Honorable Members. Yes. uh, so far I have an apology from the minister, who indicated that um, she will join the meeting um, uh, later. Thank you, Chair. No
1: other. No other apology.
0: No, Chairperson. Ora, um, Bilankulu is struggling to to access the link. I think I think she'll join the meeting during the course of the day, of the of of the of these two hours we have.
1: I I hope she gets that assistance. Um, can I take it that uh, we are forming a Quran? Uh
0: chairperson we are forming a komaram can i also uh, record the attendance of the members from the national assembly i have the following members who are in attendance of today's meeting you chairperson um, uh, member kungubele i have member Fandamerve, I have member Manganye, I have member Abrahams, I have member ngwenya I have member Sukars, I have member Mvana, I have member Masango, I have member Mutawung. So that's the members who are present with us. In addition, in your support team, they are all here, um, consists of Yoli Sanokenga, uh, Fungile, as well as Tandi and our researchers here, Fuyakoyana. So I have all those uh, people who are in attendance of this meeting. Thanks very Can much. Can I take Jefferson.
1: this opportunity? Chief, I made a, a very big mistake. To, today I'm co-chairing with Honourable Nshabele from the Select Committee. Can I hand over to him to make his opening remarks and also assist us with regard to who is available from the Select side? Honourable Nshabele. If is not around, is the secretary for Select around to
2: assist us? and
1: We can't hear you. We can't, we can't hear you.
3: Can you hear me now? Can
1: you try again?
4: Can you hear
1: me? A little bit, yes. Can you come on
2: now? I was saying that the committee held in traveling with an enemy
5: and it was...
1: Can, can, the IT people, can the IT people assist, please? There is a challenge there.
6: Chairperson? Yes? Can you recognize me? Um, I, I think the members, um, Honorable Aris is also present in the meeting because the lady didn't mention my name.
1: Okay, you're, you're from the select?
6: I'm alternative. You, you're from the NA? <laughs> okay. NA, yes.
0: Yes, that's fine. Apologies, uh, then.
1: Uh, OK. We're dealing with the select now. I want to check who is around from the select side. Can the can the Secretary come back again because there were, there were glitches? Uh-huh. Secretary of the select.
4: A person,
5: can you hear me? Can you hear me, Chairperson?
2: Yesterday, and, um, has
5: gone for a procedure. Um, you'll be joining us now, just having trouble connecting the select committee side. The only apology, um, and, and, um,
1: ma'am, ma'am. My apology, where are the IT people to assist? We've lost here again. I can't hear, I can't hear. Does or do other people hear?
0: Lindy, do you hear what she's saying? Uh yes, Chair. Um I I hear this, the first part. Uh good morning, um again, members. Uh, she wants to inform the, the, the meeting that um they facilitated a process last night uh via WhatsApp to elect the acting chairperson. Due to time constraints, they felt that they need to, 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 to facilitate that process and then come with the acting chairperson. And I believe that um, they elected, the committee unanimously elected Arabon um, Chabeleng to be the acting chairperson on today's meeting. So that's, that's the message she wanted to, to, to share with members. Uh, I can try later on maybe to confirm her members and I'll ask her to, to send me via WhatsApp the members okay. that are present. Thank you very much, Jefferson.
1: I'm struggling to, to get through to Honourable Shabuling. Is he connected?
0: I cannot see him, yeah.
2: Jepperson. Cheperson Lindiwe, he is trying to connect this very time.
0: Okay.
1: But can we can we confidently can can we say with confidence, select committee members are here in the meeting?
7: Are we able to verify that? Hello? Chairperson, it's Mbule Lopaha here from the Select Committee. Yes, Honorable Gillian um, had to go for a procedure. She's seeing a doctor this morning. Um, That's uh, when we then elected um, Honorable Nchabeleng to act on her behalf. I guess she might join us if she's able to during the course of the meeting. Uh, but also, I can see that some of us are here. Um, I could see Lindy is in the meeting. Uh, Audrey Malika is in the meeting. Um, uh, Honorable he is also. Uh, part of the meeting. Um, yeah, because the only apology, Chairperson, that we have is that of uh, Honorable Gillian. Uh, Honorable I think she has a a challenge connecting, which I think that uh, once that's resolved, he'll be able to join the meeting. I'm not sure whether I'm able to assist that way, Chairperson, so that we may proceed. No, no. I, I
1: think to a, a certain extent, Abi is assisting, but for administrative purposes, I think. Th- the Secretary of the Select, can they link with the Secretary of the NA so that for administrative purposes, we are sure that this is the situation in which we are. I want to assume that we are correcting from that point of view. Honourable Chapellein did call me to say he's been nominated as a chair from the Select side, but can we in the meantime proceed once Honourable Chapellein is true, he will actually join us. Is that okay, Honourable Members?
2: Yes, Chair. I'm in. Thank you (laughs) from Select Committee. All right.
1: Oh, okay. Kolaju.
2: Yes.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, Is the 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 department? uh, Linda, uh, Mr. Is the department around?
0: Ah, yes, Chairperson. I've seen the minister and um, members and officials from the department. They are Thank here. You very
1: much. Thank you. The, the only item as agreed is presentations.
8: Because Honorable the, Chair. Uh, yes. Uh, Zagiriwa, the CEO was struggling to come in. She was asking if someone could let her in. Uh, the CEO of SASA, Totsimemel.
9: They've let me in at last, so i can find Thanks.
8: Okay. Thank you very much.
9: Thank you very much. Honorable uh, right, members, you know the rules. You
1: stay muted. Uh, the stage belongs to me, and I give you space where you want to speak. And uh, during discussions, you will press that thing that says participants. Normal I'm supposed to see your hands, and the secretaries are going to assist me, who is on the list for speaking. At this point in time, can I welcome the minister, since I'm told she's around and the, the department, and again, on behalf of the committee, thank them for the usual corporations like they were here yesterday and so on. Uh, you're welcome, Minister, together with your team. Uh, what's going to happen now, DSD, because of this time, we request you to take 15 minutes in all your presentations. The STREG, APP, and your finance, and so on. And I request that we go straight to SASA. SASA presents so that when we speak, you are free mm-hmm. to make your comment on Sasa. You are free to make your comment on TSD and so on. We are trying to manage the time at our disposal, and I think members are capable of doing that. Are we are we okay in that approach, honourable members? Yeah, for
10: that. Okay.
1: I'm very careful of saying silence means concern. Sorry. I'm very careful of saying silence
4: means concern. Yes, we agree,
11: cha. we may continue. Oh, we agree
4: yes. on that approach. Yes, we agree, we may
11: continue.
4: But before we continue, cha.
1: there's something wrong in this.
12: Before we continue, can you put forward the agenda? Hello? Trepesin, can you please I'm put listening. forward the agenda? Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Honorable
1: members, can I table the agenda for adoption after apologies? Thank you for that question.
12: Uh, can I agree with the agenda as it is, Chairperson? Honorable Thank you very
1: much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Any seconder?
10: Uh? I will second the adoption of the minutes. Honorable Furnimaura.
1: Ah, Thank you, Honorable Member. But you are freezed in the screen. That's not, you've been liberated. I can see you're <laughs> Thank you very much. So the agenda is adopted. It's TST presentation, fifteen minutes. All the presentations, followed by Sasa and then by discussions. Are we are we together?
2: Yes. Thank you very uh, much, Chairperson. Can I? It's Minister Zulu speaking. I can hear you, Minister. Yeah, I I just wanted to um uh, say, Chairperson, uh, it's a plea from my side that members must be conscious of um, the do's and don'ts of this uh, because I, I I saw that um, some articles run around about uh, how we we, we we projecting ourselves here uh, because this is a portfolio committee uh, and I know that uh, there's lots of people that have an interest. So the challenge is with the screens which uh, members are using, how they... They, 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 they fix themselves um, when they're speaking, uh, not coming too close to the screen, and also just making sure that there's no sounds at the back and there's no people running around at the back. I have had the experience now, I've been on this, and sometimes it's very frustrating. So my plea is that let us have the yes. members be conscious of that, also conscious of the fact that this is a public meeting so we don't want uh, unnecessary things that divert us from the work that we are doing here. It's just a plea on my side, having experienced how this is, this technology for, for the past two, three months. Thank you, Mr. Chair, Comrade Chair.
1: Thank, thank you, Honorable Minister. You have done my work, and uh, it's a positive reinforcement of cherry. And I must thank you for that. Well, those are the principles you must stick to. We tried on the first day when we were using this. Maybe must repeat that almost every time we have a meeting. We'll used to this, we'll master this. It will be like drinking water after food uh, in future. So I think members have done well so far, but uh, there will still be this problem which we must eliminate. Thank you very much, Minister. Minister, can you hand over to
2: you? 15 minutes, DSD. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. I really do not want um, to take the time that needs to be taken by the presenters. The first thing I'd like to indicate to the members that... (laughs) You see now, there goes the phone.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Honourable members, can you stay muted? If you are muted, we are not going to hear your phone. If you are muted, we are not going to hear your phone. Just stay muted. Thank you very much.
2: Um, thank you, Chairperson. So honorable members, thank you very much for giving us the opportunity. And thank you also for um, stepping up to continue to do the oversight under very difficult circumstances. We've got um, a COVID that sneaked into our space. Of, we were not very aware. We've all had to adjust um, very quickly, and especially in terms of the work that we do. So I don't want to take a lot of time. I want to firstly indicate that um, our acting DG, that was Mr. Tony, has now uh, completed his uh, um, uh, uh, term. Remember that I started with him uh, last year and we asked him to act. um, And he acted um, the whole year through. His term was ending, his contract, not his term. His contract ended on the 30th of April. And then we had already started the, the, the process of um, searching for a DG. We had advertised, we had done all that. Uh, but unfortunately for us we are here now. So for the time being, I have asked um, Mr. Linton Kunu to act, who was my chief of staff, uh, to act uh, until uh, such time that we, we complete that process. So Linton Kunu is now the acting DG. Um, and then the second one is that um, I'm sure all of you remember um, uh, Goli, who used to normally comes to the meetings, I've asked him to act as the, the chief of staff, and then everything else will fall in line, we'll just see how we, we strengthen our office and strengthen the office of the DG. Uh, th- those would be my opening remarks because, as I said, I don't want uh, to speak at the moment because I need to give the time to the department and also to him, uh, uh, um, uh, Mr. Mkunu, to uh, start the process from the presentation, from the side of the department's presentation. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Minister. Before Mkunu
1: comes in, can we take this opportunity on behalf of the committee? Thank Honorable Tony for being such a a servant to the people of this country, it's always appreciated that you live at the end of your contract. Because sometimes in the public service, that is not so common. People live before their contracts are over for a number of reasons. And I think on behalf of government, on behalf of parliament, we must thank him for the warmth and the humility he, he interacted with us on. And I believe I'm doing this on behalf of the committee. You can proceed, uh, Honourable
13: Mr. McKinnon. Well, thank you very much, Comrade Chair, uh, Chairperson and uh, members of the committee and the Minister. I must appreciate at the onset uh, the opportunity uh, provided to me by the leadership to um, hold the fort in the current space that we are in. Um, And um, this is probably the most difficult time uh, to be holding this position uh, given the, um, the tests that we are faced with uh, in terms of being uh, able to adapt and to have the agility to what we call now the new norm. Um, and um, we've had to adjust in a number of ways to respond to this pandemic, both internally and in terms of the services that we render. I think internally we've done well in terms of ensuring that we put together a, uh, a steering committee as directed by the DPSA to deal with um, the readiness of the staff to return to the office. And uh, we're working on that. Um, And this is basically to ensure that business continuity, um, uh, with appreciation, of course, of the current situation that we find ourselves in. I've met uh, Chairperson also with the leadership, collective leadership of the department, and we want to really recommit uh, that we will do our utmost best to ensure that we deliver on the mandate uh, that is set out before us. I'll continue meeting, of course, with the uh, la- uh, organized labor and other stakeholders to ensure that uh, we chart this uh, journey uh, forward um, together. Chaperson, uh, externally, I think it's important to highlight that the minister has um, established an internal situation room to respond to the COVID-related matters uh, that affect our sector. Um, in the situation room, we get this information from the provinces and then we channel it into the net joint, uh, which therefore uh, thereafter channels it to the um, to the National Command Council. Now, I must express that um, we have been given the opportunity and uh, we've worked real hard to get our own separate work stream on social impact um, within the context of the Command Council. And uh, the president has elevated our issues, uh, right to the top, um, and uh, we've been given that opportunity to 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 express the work that we do in that regard. Chair, just very quickly, I wanted to uh, indicate that uh, I noted some of the inputs that were made in the in the portfolio committee meeting yesterday with regards to the AG's report, and um, on the issues related to the NDA, we have processed those uh, responses. And uh, you should get them. The members should get them by midday today. Um, I've also noted the areas um, of concern, uh, particularly regarding uh, deadlines uh, having been met to the AG, not having been met to the AG, uh, and a number of other serious matters uh, which require immediate attention. Uh, We want to assure the committee that we will tirelessly tirelessly to ensure that we uh, we do away with these repeat findings in some cases, uh, and that we strive towards clean audits. I think. The other three things I'd like to say is that uh, in adapting to the new norm, um, we will ensure that uh, we install...
1: Can you switch on your camera? Oh, there we are. (laughs) Okay, thanks, Jay.
13: I was just rounding up.
1: Maybe, Linton, before you proceed, we've been joined by the co chair of the select committee, acting chair. I'm not sure if you want to make a remark or two.
14: No, no, no. No, no, no Chaperson. I just got in the meeting. I think you should continue. Uh, thank I you. guess you have welcomed everybody, so uh, we don't have to repeat it. Thank you. Let's save time. Uh, you are, also, uh, Linton.
13: I thank you very you much, now. Chair. We were we were indicating that uh, we want to, in, in, in line with adapting to the new way of working, we want to instill very strong risk measures and protocols uh, that will ensure that there's a strong sense of consequence management um, at, at all levels. And we'll be looking at performance agreements of management as well as the entire st- uh, staff to ensure that it adapts and aligns to very clear deliverables. Um, we want to also ensure... Uh, that we bring in very strong monitoring and evaluation mechanisms and tools. um, And we want to share, do away with what we call, we will, we will, we will all the time. And our reporting uh, format, we want to um, express in a manner that highlights impact uh, that has been done in terms of the work that we do as a collective. I think uh, with regards to the presentation, I think we can go to the second slide that speaks to the contextual analysis. And I'll briefly talk to this, um, I won't read everything, but I will just provide a brief analysis. Uh, Chair, we want to, at the onset, oh, okay. highlight that um, the strut plan and the APP, sorry, it's slide number five, will certainly need a sense of adjustment, uh, given the current space we are in. We have started on looking at how we can adjust the areas related to the strat plan. Uh, for reprioritization, particularly as it relates to targets and it relates to financial implications. We're aware that the bulk of the finances will be provided to health-related matters, and in that regard, we'll have to adjust, and we've started working on that. And of course, we'll be guided by DPME and the committee in terms of how we resubmit um, or retable our amended strategies plans and APPs. Then Chair... Uh, we want to also highlight that the STRAT plan and the APP presented here today to the committee are products of extensive consultations we've met for the first time with the entire sector and brought in provinces to ensure that we have a document that is well, um, well, well articulated, but also that covers a, a range of areas. We've also included uh, engagements that we've had with stakeholders uh, and, of course, with the entire with the portfolio. And uh, these extensive consultations um, have also reviewed the work of the last MTSF cycle. And then our plans are clear, chair, uh, that we are growing an advancing sector that aspires to make a change to improve the quality of life of the poor and the most vulnerable. The plans are anchored and, and have adopted a results-based management approach. And that is an approach that speaks to the impact um, of the programs and projects that we run as as a as a department, I thought chair it would be important that I start with just highlighting those very few elements um, before I hand over to my colleagues um, who will then take us through the rest of the presentation. So I would like to ask Ms. Nelly Vilagazi and Kenny Maluleke to continue in this regard. Thank you, chair.
1: As long as, as, long as you know that you are in your last ten minutes.
13: Indeed, indeed. Yeah.
15: Proceed.
13: Uh, Ms Vilagazi. Uh,
15: thank you, uh, thank you, honourable, uh, thank you, TG. thank you, uh, honourable chairs, honourable members. Uh, good morning. Uh, Fanny is going to put up the presentation uh, which is the revised one that was circulated I think to members yesterday we tried uh, our best to ensure that we shorten the presentation so that we are able to cover the allocated time I'm not sure whether Fanny is succeeding because I don't see it on my side no there is a presentation on the screen there is a presentation on the screen. I don't, I don't see it my on my side. It's is written, written,
1: uh, context, written contextual analysis.
15: Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm not sure where did I touch Fanny. I can't see it on my side, but I will present it because I do have it here.
13: Okay. Can you start on slide seven, please, uh, Ms. Vilagazi, and then continue from there. Okay. okay. Could you kindly start from slide seven? The strategic planning of process.
15: Okay. Okay. Can I can I, okay. Can I proceed? I'm not sure which part is, is flighted there. It's contextual analysis. I will not then listen.
1: Um, in front of me is strategic planning process now.
15: Okay then. Okay, thank you, Chair. Thank you so much, Chairperson. Uh, the strategic planning process, I think DG has highlighted some of the areas that uh, uh, this was done uh, in terms of the revised framework. Uh, that was given to the departments by the Department of Planning, Monitoring, and, and Evaluation, and it is in line with the constitutional and legislative mandates of uh, the de- of uh, government, as well as the National Department uh, Plan Development Plan, uh, which is also aligning the new MTSF uh, priorities of the sixth administration. So, as the department, we contributed to all the priorities of government uh, but may in the main priority four uh, is the main uh, priority that we contributed to uh, the, uh, the DG did uh, allude to the fact that w- there was an, an a process where there was extensive consultation within the sector which include provinces and the entities of the department. Uh, I would like to move straight to the next one, which include which is integrated planning framework. I'm sure it is on the it is flighted. The integrated framework. I think this is what one has uh, alluded to to say we also looked into the international and regional development priorities, as well as the constitutional and legislative mandates when we came up with these plans. Provinces were involved. And also what is key is that uh, we we also looked into the issues of the the, the district development models because that's where the active uh, um, uh, the activities will take place. Uh, can I also emphasise, Chairperson, in the slide number eleven that uh, we we did the the, the the our plans in line with the results based uh, management framework, where we want to ensure that there is impact in terms of the work that we are doing out there in the community, so that they can then see that government, especially the department, is uh, working. Uh, Our mandate uh, is, as the department is to provide social protection services and lead government efforts to forge partnerships through which vulnerable individuals, groups and communities become capable and self-reliant participants. The vision is is still the caring and self-reliant society. I will uh, touch on the impact statement um, uh, I'm not sure what slide is this, but uh, in terms of the sector strategy, I want to touch on the impact statement. Our impact statement, we want to uh, have see an improved quality of life for the poor and vulnerable. We then came up with three outcomes as the sector. One is the reduced levels of poverty, inequality, vulnerability, and social ills Two, empowered, resilient individuals, families, and sustainable communities. The last one, which is functional, efficient, and integrated sector, is an enabling one, which will make it possible for the two ones uh, to be realized. Uh, then that then I moved to the strategic plan, in the, the, the outcome one. What we, we came up with outcome one, where the indicator outcome indicator is the percentage of poor people accessing food through social development programs. And I, I, I think DG did cover the issue of how COVID. 19 is impacting on us at this is one of the areas that are affected by covid 19 because of the status quo we've accelerated our interventions in terms of uh, ensuring that those poor and vulnerable people access food but uh, then we will i think as we revise and retable our our plans this will also also elaborated more, but I'm just highlighting because uh, DG did highlight on that one. So the the outcome indicators on this one also we're looking at the the eligible beneficiaries receiving social grants, consolidated social protection system, as well as the percentage of people accessing psychosocial services through the gender-based violence and command center. I think Chairperson will also. Uh, you recall that during this time of COVID-19, we are also affected as a country in terms of this outcome indicator because Don of Pilana. a large number. Chair Chairperson. The
1: challenge we have is the time.
15: Yes, Chairperson. Thank you, Chair. Chair, I'm by,
1: by Thank you, Chair. We, we want Sasa
15: to start. Thank you, Chair. Chair, on outcome two, uh, outcome two, we also looked into um that consolidated uh, the which is well the priority outcome empowered resilient individuals and families, and sustainable communities. So also we are looking at the the percentage of household receiving uh, promotion protection prevention and early intervention and statutory services. It is quite a number of indicators on this one, and then on outcome three chairperson, which we said is an enabler we want to look into the the percentage on the reduction in the reported cases of corruption in the sector, which includes entities and provinces, a percentage of compliance to legislation, alignment to intersectoral planning, as well as integrated sector-wide uh, IT, IT system. We then came up with the annual performance plans in terms of the five programs of uh, the department, chairperson. which then, uh, in terms of the presentation we have, we only looked into what we're going to cover annually in terms of the four quarters. Uh, in the interest of time, chairperson, I just need to indicate that uh, we do have the annual plans in terms of... What is it that yeah. we want to achieve this financially, uh, in terms of also the different quarters, of which uh, some of the work will be is affected by the COVID nineteen chaperson. Chairperson, uh, may I stop there so that I allow uh, the finance, Mr. Fanny uh, to to quickly cover the the financial outlook of these plans. And then we'll then uh, respond in terms of the questions, in terms of the areas that I did not cover. Chairperson, thank you. Thank you very much,
1: ma'am. The point is when presentations are circulated before the meeting, it allows you to do the highlights of the presentation so that we spend a lot of time interacting with you as the committee. Can finance person- Thanks, Chair. Thanks,
16: chair. Uh, Good morning, honorable members, uh, colleagues. I just want to highlight two slides. And, uh, who, um,
1: and uh,
16: who are you? Uh, Chairperson, I'm um, Fani Estrazin. I'm currently um, acting as the CFO of the department. Thanks, a pleasure. Sir. So the two slides, I just want to uh, alert uh, the committee to there's a, An increase of 7.4 across the board for the department and we all by now know that the allocations has been driven by the social assistance grants. Um, so when we did our allocations for this financially, there was changes that Treasury uh, restricted us in terms of budget cuts. Um, one area is in our compensation of employees, and we know there's a ceiling that we have for COE for every department at nationally. So they cut our budget for the national side, uh by almost seven million um, for the first two years. Then they had an issue with the inspectorate because it's not yet established. The bill has not been passed. They've cut the budget for the inspectorate uh, by almost 30 million um, over the MTF period. The goods and services area, we were cut uh, quite hard uh, in terms of our DSD operational budget. You can see it's 17, 18 and 20 million. They had the same argument with the inspectorate. There's also 30 million that they cut from the inspectorate. So the inspectorate was cut by uh, 60 million over the MTF period uh, because it was not yet been established. Then there was also a cut on the social grants, which is driven by the numbers, and also the SASA admin. Um, they have, their argument was there is because this change over from uh, CPS to SAPU, there should be some... Um, um, savings in terms of that area. Then the other slide is that some of allocations that was on our budget has been shifted to the provincial equitable share. We would know that we have the allocation for SONIC which also relates to the organization but also the social behavior programs. This allocation that you see there has been shifted to the provinces so the provinces is now responsible for this For the continuation of the sonic allocations and the social behavior programs and as mentioned in our fourth quarter report the social work scholarships has now been shifted um, to sustain the current social workers that we've employed in december last year the 200 that has now been allocated to provinces (coughs) so you can see the allocations is now sitting in the provinces so they can be able to sustain those 200 social workers Then we've received an additional allocations um, for the ECD conditional grant, which mainly relates to um, the subsidy. Currently we are paying uh, 15 rand per child per day in our ECD facilities. It's now moved to 17 rand. Um, So that was the additional allocation we received. I am actually done, chairperson, almost just one slide. Um, Just looking at our changes in our detailed transfer payments, one would see what is now the changes in our allocations for um, our big transfer payments. And there you can see Sonic is only the first year that he's subsidizing with 10 million. And the amount that you see there for social work scholarships is the current uh, students that's currently in the system that we will phase out in the last financial year. Chair, those three slides are the most important ones I want to bring to the attention of the committee. Um, the rest just mainly relates to the allocations for all the different programs. Thank you, Chair.
1: Thank you very much. Uh- Meneer am I right?
16: You are bye absolutely thank you. correct. Thank you, Chair. Thank you.
1: Bye, thank you, Meneer. Uh, a- Linton, can
13: we have Sasa? Yes, Chairperson. The CEO of Sasa will lead us in the presentation. CEO, it's you. Uh,
9: good. Good morning, Chairperson. Uh, uh, good morning, uh, Honourable uh, Members. Good morning, colleagues, and the Minister. So for purposes of us not taking too much time uh, for for the presentation and ensuring that the dialogue uh, happens, I will just give uh, the context uh, upon which we are operating currently and Zaki, who's my CFO, will give an executive summary and also the budget allocations so that we can be able to, to dialogue. I must say that it's important to note that we started the year with COVID uh, coming in place, which uh, created uh, interesting challenges and opportunities for us. Uh, We had, as we started the year, began by wanting to make sure that we do a lot of work in terms of making sure that we operate as an efficient institution and we had plans in terms of what it is that we needed to do to improve our efficiencies and make sure that we bring value to our people. In the process uh, with COVID coming we had an opportunity whereby we had to do additional work in terms of increased funding that was allocated to our people uh, which is our clients uh, which came as a result of COVID but over and above that we now have also a responsibility in terms of ensuring that we do the the new grant uh, which is uh, the the uh, COVID-19 grant which everybody calls the 350 grant We had, uh, with with the coming of COVID, we had to look at what are the things that we need to do differently in terms of making sure that we pay our clients. In the process, we then uh, took a decision that will separate uh, the elderly and the persons with disabilities from the rest of our clients. This came came with a number of uh, challenges because the system that we currently use is what is referred to as a mainframe system, which therefore means that it takes quite a, a, a lot of work for us to do enhancements and changes. As we're effecting those uh, uh, t- to make sure that we, 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 we separate the files, a, a glitch happened and as a result, a number of clients were dropped off and we added on, on other clients, particularly those in Western Cape. This has had a major impact in terms of the reputation of the institution, particularly with us having this uh, additional responsibility. We therefore ended up with a, 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 a number of clients in case that end not being paid on day one, which impacted on, on them and their traveling. And first and foremost, I just want to apologize to our people in terms of the glitch that actually happened. And we had another issue which we will resolve uh, 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 after taking legal advice in terms of those clients in Western Cape that actually double payment. We are on track in terms of making sure that we begin to implement the new program. But we'll talk to the issues after the, uh, the members have asked questions. I'll hand over to Zaki to just ha- do a quick high level of uh, our our outcome based targets and what it is that we're going to deliver on the budget. Thank you, Chair. Thank
1: you very much, Cyril. So, yes, Madam.
9: Saki, are you still
8: here? Um, I am here. See, See you. Go ahead, Saki yes I, I I am here I was just loading uh getting to load the the presentation CEO um what,
1: what were you waiting for Zani,
2: uh, No Chair, excuse me please When someone is also on the system, it becomes very difficult for them to load anything. Please, I I beg
17: your indulgence. Technology. Right. All right. Uh, uh.
9: Zaki, you can just talk to the slides you're talking to because the
0: committee does have the presentation. Okay. Maybe can I ask our IT to assist us to flight the presentation?
8: Yes, please. I uh, can, in the meantime, start talking about no, the presentation.
1: You are both correctly the, and the CEO. Let's uh, proceed with the presentation while you're sorting out, because members do have the
8: copy. OK, thank thank you very much. Um, Chair, the CEO has already given the context. So I'm not going to really waste much of the time around it. Uh, we do know that the purpose is just to brief the, the portfolio committee and the slide committee on the 2020 to 2025 a strategic plan together with the annual performance plan for 2020, 2021. Um, The the context in which we are working on is primarily to understand that generally we are aligned to the national development plan and we know that the the adjusted national poverty lines uh, in 2019, was having a lower of 561 rand and an upper bound of 1,227. We can move to the next slide. Then we can really see that uh, SASA's primarily value add, it actually comes into three areas. Contribute to the poverty alleviation and also (laughs) contribute to the individual social well being and also provide a safety net. Next slide, please. The impact statement that we need to emphasize to the honorable members, uh, Chair, is that SASA is an improved quality of life for vulnerable people and those living in poor areas. Uh, For the next five years, Chair, we will be focusing on four broad outcomes. and, And this is what actually has been deemed now, which is to reduce the level of poverty the economic transformation, customer care, um, customer experience, and also improve the organizational efficiency. The next slide. Next slide, please.
2: I the, I'm, I'm trying to... I know that I received the slides from...
8: Yes. Um, the outcome one, Chair, when, when you look at it, which is to reduce the level of poverty Primarily without talking to the baseline, but based on the baseline that we have came up with, we have really came with the yeah. following objectives. One really objective. One objective is, is for us to provide uh, income just, support just hold on, to Sagi. people.
1: Sagi, Sagi, hold on. Is there something behind you or another or somebody in the meeting is making noise?
8: I am alone, Chair, Honorable Chair.
1: Please, can members mute their machines, Please proceed.
8: OK, under, under, under outcome one, um, we which is reduced level of poverty, uh, we are going to be undertaking the following objectives. One is to reduce the income support to people who are unable to support themselves. And this will do by increasing, actually, the number of social assistance uh, that we need to provide to our people. We're running, actually, from 18.1 uh, in 2019. And actually, in 2024-25, we should be sitting at about 20.1, which is about 2 million additional assistance that we'll provide. Next slide, please. In terms of the, the next objective is to provide temporary relief for people that will need that assistance. And this will do through the social relief of distress. We will be providing 250,000 annually in terms of the SRD as an intervention in this regard. And in the next objective, we will be able to reduce the exclusion errors for social assistance for children under one. We know that these are the vulnerable children that they take time to come into the system for assistance. And this we should be able to say that at the end of the, the reporting cycle, after five years, we should be able to sit at 60% of that. Next slide please. Um, when, <clears throat> when we, we, we looked at, 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 at the other objective is be able to say that we'll be able to really make sure that the right person get the right grant. So that's one part that we should be able to look into. And, and this we should be able to do this by making sure that we verify all accounts of the people that we will be giving uh, that assistance. Next slide this deals with the next outcome which is outcome which is contribution to awards to economic transformation chair in this in this and this outcome we will be able to focus primarily on the two um objective. one is to really look at providing a greater self-sufficiency and this primarily chair knowing that very well that we do have about six million of the csg caregivers and this are actually of the age 18 to 40 able-bodied. Unfortunately, because of the economic conditions they are unable to provide. We will be able to really work with other stakeholders to provide bursaries, scholarships, and be able to link them for educational opportunities. And we believe that once we empower them at that front, we should be able to offload them actually to the dependency on the social assistance um, uh, system. The next one is primarily chair to deal with the procurement, which is empowerment of small businesses. We will be able to really take 80% of SASA procurement to be able to support the small and qualifying uh, businesses. Of that, we'll be able to focus 5% of it actually to women, youth, and people with disabilities. Next slide. The next outcome, which is outcome number 3 we'll be able to really say that The customer services must be improved. So the experience of a customer who will be our client should be able to really be be improved. And what we'll be doing over this uh, five year, we'll be able to move from 10 to one day turnaround in terms of grants application. But not only that, we should be able to focus on resolving all queries, 95% of the queries resolved within a reasonable time and we should be able to really do a customer service survey. And we're aiming that at least 80% of the customers at the end of the cycle should be say that, mm-hmm. yes, I'm happy with the Sasa services. The next, the next one, um, Chair, will be able to really be able to deal with outcome number four, which deals with improved organizational efficiency. This has to do with external and internal efficiency of how the organization performs. we we'll look at the modernization, which is one key to understand that Sasa, as an organization, we can modernize some of the operations, but also digitize some of the the processes that we have currently. And we're looking at having a fully automated grant application by the year five, So, which means that the access points in terms of people applying shall be very improved. Also, we understand that the data that we have, we can strategically manage. Just to make sure that we can enhance the decision making at the at the management level, but also to reprioritize and position the organisation so in I terms agree, of political. Yes, I will be wrapping up the chair. We have about three things that we will also be doing. We will be able to reduce wrapping, the
1: cost. You must be wrapping up.
8: Yeah. Yes, okay. uh, I understand. I'm gonna go to the last slides, chair. Okay. Uh, in terms of the average cost, we will be reducing the cost. We should be able to reduce the regular expenditure we should be able to really do a transformation of the organization following on the five uh, elements of the projects that we'll be undertaking. The COVID-19, the CEO has already spoken about, I can just deal with the issues relating to the finances. And and that will be the slides uh, that I'll be going through, just to make sure that I depict. Uh, Slide number 31. So the slide number 31, uh, Depict primarily about the Sasa finances. Uh, we know that uh, from 2019 to 2020, 2021, Sasa's baseline has been reduced. So in total, about 900 million has been reduced from the Sasa baseline. But the allocation for the year 2021 is 7 billion rands. And and so the split of it is the minutes. That... Okay. The next slide is primarily to show the split between the two programs which Sasa implement. It's program one takes about one uh, program, two takes 59%. And, and what we'll need to do is just, we we'll decided that we're gonna do reprioritization, look at international, internal efficiencies, just to make sure that we spend money on the most needed elements, just to make sure we we'll give effect to the APP and the strategic plan. Thank you, Chairperson. We're just presenting for your consideration of the SASA plan a strategic plan for, for 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 the five years and also the annual plan for the 2020-2021. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Uh,
1: thank you, Zaki. Uh, take out your presentation. OK. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, have you got a list of the members who are going to speak, uh, Lindy?
0: Uh, Yes, Chairperson, I do have a list of members. Uh, I would also like to confirm uh, members who joined the meeting, they experienced some technical challenges. I have uh, from the NA member Mpambosi Kwane who joined the meeting, and member Stock and member Pilangul. they are part of this meeting. Uh, The committee secretary for the select committee also confirmed that the members of the select committees are all present in this meeting, except the the chairperson. Uh, This is the list of members who indicated on the chat meeting uh, that they want to ask questions. I have number one, Honorable Masango, Honorable Fanda Mervet, Member Sickers, Ngwenya, Eris. Don't run, Okay, After Ngwenya is what? Eris. Eris. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Chair?
1: Yes.
0: Abrahams? Yes. Uh, there's also Member Tami Priet who also want to speak. Tami. Priet. Priet. Yes, yes, Jefferson. Yes, that's all the members so far. I will keep on checking on the meeting list so now we can take this the, the first lot.
1: Thank you. That's the list we have so far.
0: Yes, Jefferson. uh, member stock uh, uh, as well.
1: Honorable stock, yes,
0: Thank you. yes, number seven, number eight.
1: Uh, that's right. Uh, maybe before the members uh, engage, we would p- want to push in such a manner that by 10 to 12 the department is given time to respond. Uh, I just wanted to say to the department, if you look at your, your front page where you deal with the, the DST, utility your vision, mission, and so on, generally, if one looks at the language, there's a huge improvement in the language of accountability. Mm. Uh, it's going to be an ongoing improvement. I think where we come from, we need to give credit where it is due. But we still have a long way to find one another in improving that language. But having said that, I'm also impressed to see that you were able to share with us the hierarchy of results up to the impact in the manner you, you've you done in a, a pyramid sort of shape, which shows that we're improving the language of effective communication on, 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 on having a common understanding with regard to the progress as it pertains to the things that we, you do. and But... In the the order, I want to say something. If you look at the impact and the outcome in your main, your first slide, if you look at the impact, those results come after the outcome. Maybe we'll need to discuss why is this one coming before, why impact before the outcome? Maybe something that when you respond, you will tell me. Maybe before we start, I'm not sure if, uh, Mr. Mtunu wanted to make any thing before we start discussing.
13: No, no, Chairperson. I think we can continue. Thank you,
1: thank very, you much. very much.
2: Thank you very much, Minister. Uh, 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 thank you, Chairperson. I think we can we can continue. Safe to say that I. I, I keep on reminding the department uh, about, when we talk about uh, SMMEs, it's SMMEs and cooperatives. Don't forget the cooperatives. SASA also must not forget the cooperatives. Thank you. Orabu uh, Masangu,
1: please, let's not speak more than four minutes. Can we agree? Agree, Chair. Orabu Masangu?
4: Yes. Thank you, Chair. Uh, In just trying to save time and in appreciation of the of the presentations, I just read, read, uh, will read directly from my notes. So the pyramid and the outcomes uh, represents this squarely what one would expect the department to achieve. Also, the acting DGs um, mentioned that the department has met with the entire sector. And this is this is really appreciated. However, the reality on the ground is totally different. What has the sector raised as challenges that are causing so much need for food and and the department uh, has been literally rendered inadequate and not ready to meet the need. So also I would like to know what support has the department extended to the sector to help in the delivery of desperately needed services. And by that, I mean the food in the, in the main, because that is where we've seen serious challenges uh, that have taken place. And as far as SASA is concerned, my uh, questions are uh, as follows. The CFO said that there was, uh, they, we having 18.1 million beneficiaries at the moment and we are looking in 2025 I believe he said we will be looking at 20.1 million and I would like to know just for clarity if this has taken into account people who will who will be in need of social assistance due to the COVID lockdown uh, people having lost their jobs and 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 things like that and um, and also if the department through SASA is looking uh, at all due to the uh, need that has been created by the lockdown and the the virus, if it is at all looking at the missing middle in terms of social assistance and the need that is growing in the country. And then the last one talks to the... um, Use or using of the data that the department or, or SASA to be specific has of the beneficiaries that the, the, the SASA was saying that they want to provide greater self-sufficiency in that sector what can be done using the contact information of the CSG beneficiaries in the main, because these are the people that my suggestion, I was just thinking as I was writing these notes, that my, 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 my take would be these are the people that we can actually um, contact, not only when we are talking about the applications that they are making, or responding to their queries on the application, but also be proactive by using this information that we have to actually open opportunities that we, we discover or, or opportunities that we identify in the sector and also in in dealing with the partners in the business sector that we de- that the department deals with so that these are the people who themselves can get out of the system and actually be self-sufficient. Thank you, Chair. That was
1: cum laude in terms of timekeeping. Honorable <laughs> Fana Merva, I know you lead on that one, timekeeping. Honorable Fana Merva.
10: Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, and welcome to the new Acting DG. Um, thank you, everyone, for the presentations. I've also prepared some <laughs> notes. So I'll try to be brief and and, and stick to them. Firstly, I think we welcome the Acting DG's acknowledgement that they will look into the reoccurring findings of the AG with regards to IT challenges, the vacancies that persist, and performance management. I also wanted to say that looking through the documents and the uh, plans for the next five years, Um, There was a glaring, glaring lack of detailed plans to fight gender-based violence and child abuse over the next five years. I know that there's a cabinet process currently underway, and and, um, you know an interim committee that is steering gender-based violence. But social development remains the lead department in fighting gender-based violence, and I felt that most of the presentations were very silent on that. There's a brief mention on slide 16 where we speak about the fact that we want to reduce. Uh, gender-based violence by 30 percent but then we don't actually unpack how uh, the department will be doing that so i think that is one one issue that i would like to flag on slide 66 uh, we speak about the social work scholarship and the department gives us details in terms of the millions that they'll be spending to absorb social workers but i wanted to ask again in terms of numbers what does that mean so we've got currently how many people who are unemployed who have been trained as social workers what does that mean in the next five years? How many of those that have been trained will we absorb in the next five years? I also see on one of the slides that the current monitoring and evaluation tool or framework of the department is not yet finalized. So I would like to ask again, how are we currently monitoring the effectiveness of the social developments uh, programs? For example, there's a lot of mention of um, anti-gangsterism uh, programs, youth camps, so, how? what measurements are we currently putting in place to monitor the effect of these programmes on the lives of our citizens? I wanted clarity on the spending decreases. There's, uh, on the slides, there are spending decreases on older persons, people with disabilities, youth, HIV and the so- uh, social work scholarship, what informed those decreases? To Sasa, I would like to say, um, I think the, the minister made a mention, of the, the CEO made a mention with regards to the fact of the technical glitches. Um, but I think we need to have an undertaking that the technical glitches will not reoccur at the end of this month. I think it was very painful to see the very long queues. Uh, for example, in Kandla, some older people had to, um, they had no money to return back to their homes, so they had to sleep over outside, without any roof over the head, no food, no water. Also, most of our pay points don't have uh, seating arrangements, access to water, access to toilet facilities. Um, and, and I really need to, th- you know, I know we are struggling with COVID-19 currently, and, and, and you know, it, it places additional pressures on the Department and SASA, but these are basics that we need to have in place at our pay points to ensure the dignity of our, of our pensioners. I also heard that officer Sasa officers, Sasa
1: offices, a minute.
10: I'm almost done, Chairperson. Uh, I also heard that Sasa offices will be opening up on Monday. Is that correct? Um, if so, do we have uh, PPE for, for people who will be working at these offices? If that is indeed the fa- uh, correct, will Sasa be employing any of the social workers that have been trained and have not been employed to help them? Because I'm concerned with regards to whether Sasa has actually got the capacity. Uh, to roll out the new grant, and I wanted to get an undertaking that they will be able to, because I heard yesterday the spokesperson for Sasan and KZN saying that their telephone lines and their application lines for the new grant is not active yet. Yet we are anticipating payments to be start rolling out on the 15th. It's, it sounds a bit, um, you know, undoable. So just some clarity in that regard, and I will leave it there. Thank you very much, Chairperson Thank you, Honourable
1: Fonamabha, Honourable second.
5: Thank you, Chairperson. Um, I just want to focus on the COVID-19 responses um, in, uh, for the sake of time. And um, I just want to ask uh, um, two questions that's related to what the AG has highlighted um, to us yesterday, which is the, um, one of the areas of, that was highlighted is oversight and monitoring from DSD um, specifically, as it relates to SASA as a weakness that the AG has highlighted. And I would like the um, Department of Social Development to comment on that um, to the committee in terms of what um, is being put in place to increase um, oversight and monitoring, um, specifically to SASA and to the NDA. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to ask in terms of the um, COVID 19 food distribution, we have experienced a lot of frustration and desperation and I need to ask the department um, to please listen to the recommendations that we have made previously in our very first uh, meeting with the department which was that there need to be a greater collaboration between the department and community-based organizations and that there was a brilliant strategy um, from the bottom down but not from. Uh, sorry from the top down but not from the bottom up and we can see that chairperson we are having i'm having a lot of queries from organizations that uh, claim that they have been fined um because of food distribution and in our constituencies we are sitting with people that needs food aid so the department needs to give clear communication and assistance to people that are providing private individuals and organizations and churches um, that are providing food relief because the department cannot do it alone. I need to stress that. And then just in terms of what um, the department in the strategic plan has has noted, I want to say that it is impossible for the department to build resilient individuals and families um, if they do not do that in collaboration with civil society. And and we need to call for that to happen. There needs to be a strategy um, for the department to build those networks much much stronger. I am very concerned about the fact that we still have um, a lot of people needing to get their Sasa grants from community halls, and at the moment they needed to go to the regional uh, regional offices, which caused the 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 lines and is there a plan to get most of our people to get bank accounts? Is there a campaign that can be launched in order to get people um, to open bank accounts so that we don't have what we saw um, in the last two days as well in Kaya Licha, for instance? And then um, I think um, just lastly, I want to ask about the, the lack of consequence management again that the AG has highlighted. To us, we had a long session with the department last year, and we spoke about the investigations that need to come to completion. And I need to ask the current DG, uh, acting DG, to just give us an indication as to what are they going to do to get um, you know, a conclusion on these matters that has been lagging um, now for a very long time. I'll keep at that. I think my time is done, um, Chairperson. Um,
1: laude. Go and
5: change the standards. Thank you, uh,
11: Chairperson. Uh, firstly, I would also like to ask—I uh, would I'd like to ask a question. Go back to the presentation from the AG yesterday uh, on on the department uh, regressing on oversight and and monitoring and the performance management and human resources management. If the the, the department will be able to speak to us on that and let us know if they have any plans of changing that. And Sasa with the non-compliance and and no consequence management from the AG's report yesterday. Uh, With with today's uh, uh, presentations, uh, with Sasa, can you hear me, Chair? I can hear you. Okay.
1: With I'm with 1st I will express my grievance if I don't
11: hear you. Okay, no, that's fine, Chairperson. Thank you. For, and and before I forget, I would just like to express our condolences, uh, to the family of the go 91 year old gogo who passed away on Monday at Atlin Mall, uh, who collapsed while waiting for her grant. We uh, condolences to her family, and um, I would also want to find out on the basic income grant. Is Sasa having any long term uh, uh, plans uh, in terms of allocating budget to make sure that it goes beyond the six months that it is allocated for at the moment? And I would also re-emphasize the need for Sasa to open their offices because people do not have access to emails and WhatsApp to be able to do these applications that are needed. And uh, I want to find out from Sasa, are you ready to start paying the basic income grants uh, on the 15th of May? Because it is said that it will have to start by the 15th of May. Uh, Is Sasa has have they started the progress of of registering uh, newborn children? Because the last time that is the problem that they had, and they said they will look at it. Is it happening? Uh, Before I break the cum laude, as uh, Chairperson said, thank you very much. Uh,
1: that is, if there's anything bigger than Kumlaude, we will give you that one. Uh, honourable Eris.
6: Good morning, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Chair. Chair, mine is just on program four, and I think that honourable the of the three uh, one. Well, one of the colleagues did mention it. It's the decrease of the budget in people with disability, and HIV and AIDS, and social workers. I see these huge decreases in in that budget. However, we are in need of social workers in the country. And then on program five, I see the budget for community development has also decreased very dramatically from ninety five million to thirty. While uh, we need to be in mind that. We already sit on a 29% unemployment rate. And with this COVID-19, it will most definitely increase. So uh, we need to look at that by our budget for community development. And then I also noted on page 52 that there is no budget for food relief. And I want to know why is that. And then in terms of... of uh, Sasa, I, I have noted that 1.5 billion was on irregular expenditure. Um, I want to find out if we will at least recoup some of those money. I mean, 1.5 billion, it's a lot of money. And then one of the members did also note it because I couldn't help to to to, to put the emphasis again on um, in Peter Maritzburg, people did even sleep outside uh, the pay point. However, I know that previously there was a commitment made that there will also be transport available for people to go and collect uh, the SASA grants and yet elderly people were sleeping outside <coughs> of uh, you know, of the pay point. <clears throat> and, Chaperson, we have learned in this time that the social grants, uh, the amount that the people get are not sufficient, even this 250 rand. We need to understand that if we go into a shop and we go purchase a bread, which is 16 rand, the people that are getting uh, social grants must also pay that 16 rand. We really need to consider the budget in terms of uh, uh, this increase in social grant really need to be permanent and not only just for this convert time. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Honourable Aris. Uh, Honourable Abrams? You can see the standard, Honorable Abrams,
18: right? Eh? The standard is very high. I see so, I see so. Thank you, Che. And um, thank you for the presentation um, from the Department and SASA. And also, um, thank you f- um, to the Department and SASA in acknowledging that the figures and the data in this presentation and the strategic plan will in fact change um, as we go um, further into COVID-19. Um, Chair, I just would like to echo what my colleague Liesl van der Merwe um, indicated with regards to um, gender-based violence. There is definitely not enough emphasis and urgency um, being spoken to here on gender-based violence, especially since we've now seen an increase in gender-based violence during this lockdown period. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would like to echo um, the sentiment shared with regard to the SRD um, 350 grant and also um, if the department is considering scrapping the the proof of address. Many people do not have proof of address. They don't have accounts. I had one person tell me they stay in a garage. They do not have proof of a- address, let alone banking account um, details. Then also, I'd like some reassurance from SASA um, that the offices will be open on Monday. As we know, before lockdown, um, there were offices in the Western Cape and in Gauteng, where management closed the offices because staff um, did not have PPEs and staff were afraid for their own well-being, which is understandable. So just some reassurance that the staff and the management, um, the offices will be open. Then also, Chair, um, on slide um, 57, we speak about gangsterism awareness campaigns, and um we can't it's a little having gangsterism awareness campaigns is not going to decrease gangsterism it 's as simple as that we need to be giving these youth opportunities and choices to not choose it 's not a choice to choose gangsterism it's the only it 's the only opportunity that they have they lack fathers they lack There's no family strengthening programs being mentioned, even though this committee had a whole family strengthening conference last year. And I just would like to see more emphasis on that and just more maybe a breakdown on what these gangsterism awareness campaigns are and how they are actually going to um, decrease gangsterism. Because rounding up children and saying don't join gangs is not going to do that. And then lastly, Chair, um, just the issue of the food parcel hampers. I would like to know how come the minister uh, has not given a clear, clear directive that government food parcels and Sasa food parcels are not to be touched and not to be handled by public representatives. No councillors, no MPs, no MPLs need to lay their hands on these food parcels and I would like to know why that is not made a directive and also maybe if we can get the standard operating procedures given to the provinces on how they are busy handling um, the issue of the food parcels. And then lastly, I've been seeing food parcels being distributed on social media and I want to ask the department, the, the, the content of the food parcel, is that content of the food parcel Exact, exact and precise, because I've seen food parcels that look very similar to SASA food parcels, but they might not have milk powder, and they'll have milk. The content of the food parcels that SASA is providing, is that content as given to us, or will there be any changes? Um, thank you. Thank you
19: very much, Chair.
1: Thank you, Honourable Honourable uh, Brett?
19: Thank you, Chairperson. Maybe just to... Um get back to what my previous colleague has said um not just gangsterism campaigns but substance abuse campaigns as well i have during lockdown had a number of calls of of spe- people specifically in the western cape that um, sasa money is being abused young children are being are being taken into into um the slang word is pekeiser um and And I would really like to see that our campaigns do not just be paper and pamphlet pam, uh, campaigns but really getting out to our communities and and working with them hand in hand um to actually do uh, to actually see a change there chairperson and then maybe just um most of my questions will be directed to Sasa um I am also very um I would also like to see what we are doing in terms of the long queues, in terms of our Sasa payouts. I know we have the staggered approach of the fourth and the sixth of every month, but as we saw this month, um, to a large extent, that is not working. The message is not getting down to our people that um, you can use your Sasa card um, at a a shopping uh, center um, to actually use it. So how are we, how is Sasa actually envisioning um, shortening the queues, specifically in COVID-19, to ensure that our elderly, which is our most vulnerable at this stage, um, are not actually um, contracting COVID-19 in these in these queues. And then also, the minister mentioned when we um, when she announced the 350 grant that the NYDA and the NDA would actually be assisting um, with with members um going into the community. I would like to know how far we were those, whether it be an SLA or an MOU, in them actually um, strengthening our our local support and our footwork for our SASA officers. Furthermore, speaking to the 350 grant, and I think a number of my colleagues have raised it, we've gotten a number (laughs) of conclusions of... Um, of it not not being open yet. And I mean, next week we are starting our payouts. When are we foreseeing the the rollout of the platforms, be it the email line and the the WhatsApp line? Um, I believe, in, and as I interpreted it, the minister should write a directive on that. Um, if we can just get clarity on that. And maybe just a last thing, also referring back to the AG's report yesterday, um, speaking specifically to SASA and its um, worries of consequence management and financial management. Um, in a previous presentation, um, it was mentioned that there were around 2,000 investigations, if I remember correctly, of corruption cases um, of, of SASA employees being involved with um, illegal you know, um, SASA payments and card payments. Um, can we get an update? How how far along are we in these investigations and what is being done in terms of this? I've also seen a number of videos being spread around of sasa cards being dis- distributed and people pulling money. Um, and Chairperson, not to break line, I think that would be my questions. Thank you so much.
1: Thank <laughs> you.
17: Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson, for the opportunity. I think I need to indicate up front that uh, uh, myself, uh, Honorable Mpambo Shibukwana, and one senior official of government, uh, namely uh, Mr. Alfred, uh, we were for 30 minutes in another meeting through a link that was sent to us. Uh, so it happened that we joined this meeting in <coughs> 30, I think 35 minutes or so after the meeting was started. Okay. Uh, so we need to apologize. Uh, it's technology, and then we're still learning. Uh, sorry. So uh, some of you the are questions-
1: too, You are too transparent, honorable <laughs> okay. No, maybe we'll we see. were born before technology, honorable <laughs> okay. And our
17: apologies for that. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, I think uh, some of the questions might have been a- asked already by my colleagues, uh, which I wanted to Uh, put through to the department and sasa but i think there's one issue that i also need to add my voice on is the issue of 350 and i would like to the 350 grant and i would like to when the department responds on it uh, they must give us a comprehensive and detailed answer as to where are we at the moment and how are we going to approach it moving forward and uh, so that we're clear in terms of uh, the definite answer as honorable members public reps in our different constituencies so that we are able to spread that message throughout our constituencies. And I would also like to use this opportunity to welcome uh, our newly, elect, uh, newly appointed uh, acting DG, uh, Mr. Linter and wish him all the best for uh, this new position. And uh, lastly, Honorable Chair, I think uh, I must also appreciate the new method or approach of uh, the separation of grant uh, re- recipients or beneficiaries. Uh, It has actually assisted us a lot. Uh, I was doing work on the 4th and the 5th, as well as the 6th, when the grants were distributed. Uh, I could really pick up, it helped us a lot in terms of social distancing. Uh, There were no overcrowding in the areas. Uh, And then some of the beneficiaries, they had to comply easily to the issue of social distancing. Uh, But, well, I think it's not a one-size-fits-all situation because uh, we have also seen in areas like in Bizana, in the Eastern Cape, uh, where there was a video of uh, the grant recipients, beneficiaries, where there were a number of them, more than thousands and thousands of people flocked to no social distancing and all of that. Uh, but I think we need to appreciate the effort that the department is putting together uh, to deal with these challenges as we move forward. Uh, thank you very much, Honourable Chairperson, for the opportunity. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Honourable Stock. Uh, Mr. Sabo, do we have some few other speakers? Uh, yes, Yes. You know,
4: uh,
0: Yes Sheperson, from the coordinator. yes, Sheperson, I do Yes, have a couple of members who indicated that they want to raise questions. One is from Member Lutuli uh, who experienced some technical um, uh, challenges, but she wanted he wanted the, the the her question to be um to be read for the department. A question is around the WhatsApp number that is not used. And when they send emails, there's no acknowledgement of receipt so that they are worried if it's being processed or not. Also, those who do not have bank accounts are refusing to open accounts for them. The other complaint is from those who don't have smartphones and who can't access Internet. What is going to happen to them? Can the department provide a response to that or alternative? Another member, member Christians, uh, member Pambosi Pukwana, Member Chabeleng and Member Baha. Those are the members who indicated that member they want Christians, to. Member
1: Christians, Member Pambo and Member
0: Chabeleng.
1: Nchabeleng.
0: M'cha, Nchabeleng and Member. The last one is um, Member Baha. Member Baha. Yes, Baha the person. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, member uh, Baha. Baha. Member That is the last. Yes,
1: that's the last.
0: That's strictly the last three minutes each.
1: Honorable, Mayor, Honorable Christians.
3: Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, Chairperson, our previous colleagues spoke extensively about crime and gender based violence. So, my question is around the allocation of the social crime prevention and victim empowerment services that have decreased so drastically from the previous year. My question is why was this done, considering the importance of the programme? And then does DSD have a plan on how provinces will be monitored um, in as far as the programme they are going to be implementing is done? Uh, My next question is around the National Drug Master Plan. My concern really is around the implementation of the drug master plan and what the progress is to date can we have an indication when this will be finalized and then i want to go over to sasa um, and here i just want to go provincially as i serve on the NCOP. Um, i want to speak about the applications for disability grants we've had a few issues in the northern cape last year november where we approached the mec with regard to disability grants that have lapsed um Nothing was done about it, and the problem now is that these um, people have not received or not renewed their disability grants. And this was mainly because doctors were not going out to specific smaller towns to see to it that these grants are um, renewed. So the monitoring and evaluation in these smaller towns is still uh, is very sorely lacking. Um, How will the department ensure that these vulnerable people are not left out? And with Sasa offices opening soon, I just want to make sure that will these be amongst the grants that will be prioritized. Thank you, Chairperson.
1: Thank you very much, Chairperson, a
20: very... Warm welcome to the new the oh,
1: language. F- three
20: minutes. OK. OK. Uh, my first question, which was from yesterday, is uh, what happened to uh, LinkedIn? Can you help, tell us what happened to the ECBND program? The program yesterday, even today, I don't know if it was covered in my absence because I came late is silent on it's been the program. Where did it go when When uh, uh, did it die and what is being done about it? Secondly, chairperson the 1.5 million on wasteful and irregular expenditure. what are the department what is the department doing to avoid that in future I'm trying to be as short as possible the payments that were double paid in the Western Cape. Uh, how do you are you going to prevent that not happening in future? And uh, I want to hear from the from DSD. What are the future plans of expanding child and youth programs? How are you incorporating the youth the youth into your future programs? Seeing that the unemployment rate is at its High speak in this country. I thank you, Chairperson.
1: Uh,
14: thanks, Mudula Um, We, as the NCOP, were interacting for the first time, um, you know, intensively this way with the NDA. We have never dealt with them to you know, with them up to this level. I just, when I was going through the programs on uh, capacity building, that they've used more than 200 million rents uh, in capacity building. 2013, 2014, it was 50 million uh, plus. 2014, 47, 2015, 16, 53, 17, 31 2018, uh, 36 million, which gives us more than 200 million. What I want to check is, what are the impacts of these uh, interventions that the, DA, that, that the NDA is involved in, in terms of addressing the issues that are affecting organizations? <clears throat> uh, in terms of capacity, has there been changes in in the way that organizations that they are dealing with, the CSOs, are doing their business. Sustainability uh, being focused, including again, um, the, 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 the impact on reversing poverty, because their involvement in this organization is to help them to reduce poverty within communities and improve the quality of life of South Africans. Um on SASA, most of the issues are raised by members here. it's the information we have on how to access the what is called the Ramaposa funds uh, it's <laughs> It's not working ten uh, People say you can't get hold of Ramaposa or go onto the onto the website or you go to internet cafes there's no response and those who live in uh, remote areas where there's not even where there are problems even with connection how will these people be helped by sasa because in most cases their offices are closed um thank you Chairperson. um yeah
1: thank you all. Uh, thank you all.
12: Uh, Thank you, chairperson uh, Listening to the strategic plan and also APP, really one can be convinced that something better is going to happen. Looking at the priority six of the department, I am checking whether... Can't we revive something that was called Masupad Silipes in the department in terms of looking for the older person and the people with disability during pay points? Where maybe they are going to give them stipends during this period of COVID-19? The Mastupitili Pro were the volunteers you mean, of uh, South Africa you mean, that were mean, dealing with chewing. Because if, if you look know committee the, the Ward Committee members, there are fewer than the villages, especially in rural areas. So maybe for that period, out of looking the budget, which has got a, a, a reduction on it, understanding it fully. But can't we try something, you know, thinking of the disabled people, elderly people, chewing pushed around by the younger people. This, um, I'm checking whether the department is able to, to, to do that again. The last one is that uh, out of uh, the Sasa opening hours and days... Yes, of course. When you get calls, you will get calls saying that uh, the offices are closed. We understand the lockdown. <coughs> but can't we publicly <coughs> announce the days and the hours on when are the offices of uh, Sasa are being opened for the people? Because people are moving up and down, checking for Sasa offices, and they will to- tell you that the offices are closed. We understand the lockdown. Thank you, Chair. It's those two questions. And understanding that today we were supposed to interact with the APP and the strategic plan. Thanks, Chair.
1: Thank you, Honorable Van. Let me tell you, Honorable Members, if there was a, a new choice of becoming a chair of committees, this is the committee I would choose to chair in future. Because it's a committee of superstars uh few remarks honourable minister that I, should, I I needed to make very quickly so that we are within 12 o'clock I think a, a, a clear a clarity on the leaders on, on the clear uh, intervention on the GPv is going to be is going to actually uh, probably deal with the stress in as far as that area is concerned and I think we must reinforce what honorable when did on the condolence cargo. Those are the incidents we pray should not happen in future. And without waste of time, I also must join other members to say to 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 say to Mr. Mkunu, the acting uh, DG, we hope the energy you have demonstrated as a chief of staff in the minister's office will also be demonstrated here. Yeah? I have seen that energy a number of times. I hope it doesn't disappear when you are acting. Uh, especially your remarks on the consequence management, which is a very critical issue. On the shoes, Honorable Minister, Honorable uh, actually preempted me on this. I had some conversation with the CEO of Sasa. I think something urgent needs to be done because the dignity of the elders who are chewing there Those who travel, I got a story from Lady Smith, people traveling for more than 100 k coming to a pay point, and only to realize that the money has dried up. They must go back without money, and they don't have transport. The problem is that this is a well-intended program of payment, but the conditions under which it is done can undermine the good intention of the department. Uh, what Honorable Vana is saying is what minister we're requesting that the department consider. Even if it's marshals on a stipend, whatever you call it, in all these pay points, that the social distance is a COVID time now, social distance is very key, and then assisting those people who are struggling, who are old and so on. Some managed chewing of some kind is something that we're asking the minister to probably look at. Uh, the money drying up and so on, and the education of people that, if you don't get it on the 4th, you can get on the 7th, you can get on the 11th. All that education, Minister, it's a process. It can't be an event. But in the meantime, people are still, they still believe that the, the, the conventional point where they get their money, they go <coughs> and converge. That this issue of choose is very serious. And again, I, I, I want to align, Minister, with the members who are saying, the, the 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 stimulus intervention by the president and the cabinet and yourselves in general, the biggest challenge is how is it going to be implemented in a manner that allays fears of corruption and everything? And I know we've got a date where your department is going to make a presentation on this. And uh, again, on the issue of vacancies, uh, Mr. Mkunu, remember the challenge we had last year, calendar year, uh, even if you say financially, is that we the a challenge where you got your internal audit. That actually warns the department on governance issues. But because at a higher level, there was no strategic following. And then you waste the, 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 the use of that skill below you. And again, the issue of grassroots and civic organization. What I want to praise the Department for Minister is that, and I think the committee will support you on this, that you should not be moved on this, that no politicians touch the food parcels of our people on the ground. That the department, your team, politicians are there to facilitate, to assist who needs what, but they must not put their fingers in moving food. We want to support you on that. If it means reinforcement, we are on your side on that one. Doesn't matter which party that one it is. People have got duty to oversight the execution of this program. If people come to a councillor, the councillors have got a right to come to the department and say, in an area so and so, people are not getting food. But the execution of that distribution, it should be under your control and your team, minister. And I think we need to support you on that because any other approach is not going to be manageable. Uh, I'm sure other members who well, are speaking about beyond six months must understand that currently, as we speak, South Africa has gone to its borders, is bordering on bankruptcy when it comes to finances, especially after the COVID what we call 19. Uh, what, whatever ambitions we have, it must take into account that we have got a huge challenge of reviving resources in this country from increasing, uh, bringing back economic activities and so on. Uh, the on the issue of the what is this no I've, i think we've spoken about that and uh, the the mda i think i don't want to repeat what he said on that one honorable minister uh, up until 5 to 12 the stage is yours uh,
0: Chairperson, uh, can yeah. i just interrupt before yes. the minister uh, I think you omitted to recognize uh, Member Bacher. He indicated that you oh, 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 want oh. to ask a question. What? Can allow him? Thank uh, you.
1: Uh, uh. No, no, no. You know, you know what happened? <laughs> In place of Member Bacher, I called Member Van, who was not on the list. Member Bacher, my apologies.
7: Uh, no, Chair, I, I want to take this, as you put it, that it was an honest mistake. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> um, chair, I think that most of the issues have been covered by, by, by members, but also in terms of protocol, when the Chairperson has already made some sort of closing remarks, it becomes difficult. To then go into, I mean, back into the debate is, but chair, two things that for me are very crucial, because even though we're talking about the APP and the strategic direction of the department, and uh, we can't ignore um, the fact that we are confronted by COVID-19. Um, chair, I, I, I think you've mentioned the fact that there would be communication from the department about the 350. Uh, which is the basic income grant that will be given to the unemployed. Uh, remember in such um, an environment, we then have thousands of spokespersons um, that you know just take upon themselves to communicate on behalf of the be it departments and so on. Now, I think it will be important chairperson that the department just goes out and tells people how to apply, when to apply, what is needed, by when, in order to access the the 350 rands. So I just want to emphasize that, that probably the minister, when she speaks, um, alludes to that fact. The second one, Chaperson, is around the 1.5 billion irregular expenditure. Um, I would just uh, want to propose, Chaperson, that this is an important matter and it's been <laughs> recurring, I guess. And that maybe it's important to get to the bottom of how this um, irregular expenditure will be avoided. What plans are in place to make sure that we curb um, this um, high irregular expenditure of 1.5 billion? And the last one, Chaperson is around um, the fact that SASA intends to um, you know, get to 80% in terms of customer service satisfaction. And, and and the way things are now, um, I don't see it you know, um, being reached, given the fact that there are um, dissatisfactions as we speak. That probably needs to be taken into account and, and being mindful of what Member Mvana just uh, alluded to. And that of thinking um, out of the box, and making sure that uh, people are satisfied and they get their grants timelessly. I think, Jefferson, most of the issues have been covered, um, but but thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable uh, Minister. Honourable Minister,
1: the stage is yours. By three minutes to 12, you hand over back to me.
13: Uh, champerson thank you very much. I think we must really note and appreciate the accurate, sound, and indeed constructive questions by the members uh, in directing us uh, in the right direction. Uh, We really note and appreciate the wisdom of the committee. Chair, we also want to note the insistence uh, of members uh, with regards to the results based management. Our a results-based approach rather. And these plans, we want to assure you uh, are clear demonstration that we are listening to the members. Chair, we may not be able to do justice to all the questions that have been asked today because of time, but what we will do is, the team is collating these and we will provide responses in writing by next week, Wednesday. Chair, I just want to talk briefly around the AG's issue. Um, We want to first highlight that the minister has insisted that we operate within the context of a portfolio approach. This has assisted us uh, in reducing the islands uh, and reducing the fact that institutions are working on their own. Everything we do, we plan together as a portfolio. This also includes the provinces and various stakeholders in the sector. And you'll see that these plans are clear demonstration of that as well. But I also want to say that we've embarked upon a GTAC process, which uh, is largely around organizational restructuring and change management. And we are prioritizing also, we're doing it as a collective, as a portfolio, and we are prioritizing the in- issues of entity oversight in that regard. And we will update the committee as time goes in terms of progress made there too. But I think the other important issue is to highlight that uh, we're going to be very strong on issues related to controls, especially risk controls. We're going to be very strong on issues related to monitoring and evaluation. And we're going to be very strong uh, on creating frameworks that measure implementation. And indeed, areas around consequence management. Lastly, Chair, maybe I should indicate that in the area of vacancies, I think when, we, when, we, when the minister arrived, we um, had a very high vacancy rate. And indeed, there was a moratorium placed on the filling of posts. We have done uh, some work in terms of filling some vacant posts. Our plans were disrupted with COVID in the May, but we were continuing uh, to fill the vacant posts and we want to ensure that the majority of these posts are, are filled as soon as possible. I think what I will then do is ask my colleagues, Peter will respond on issues relating to food and nutrition and youth. Uh, Connie will respond to issues of ICB and, uh, ICB and Sorry. And as well as issues of social workers and GBV, Fanny will respond to issues of uh, the funding, and Sasa will respond to issues uh, directed to them. Thank you very much, Chair. Not more than
2: two minutes, uh, Chairperson. Can I ask that the, 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 they be quick in the answering? And can I through uh, with, through you? Can I ask Sasa first because Sasa is the one? Uh, I, I'm not saying the other issues are minor, but I think the issues that to SASA seem to be um, the ones that we have to respond to quickly because we've got issues that are coming. Can I ask that um, the SASA CEO or whoever is there deal with the issues just in a few minutes quickly? Thank you, Minister. SASA?
9: Uh, thank, thank you, Minister. I will quickly respond to issues that are to the issue of disability grant uh, because I think that's the banning issue and the issue of. Uh, how do we deal with the issue of the 350, um, uh, the the issue of uh, persons with disabilities, the fact that uh, they had not been able to come through to our offices? We were just awaiting the the, the uh, ministers' uh, regulations to be signed off. We just got an an email now uh, from Mr. Lala that this has been uh, approved. At, at the uh, legal stream, which therefore means we can uh, therefore go ahead with the recommendation that we reinstate all those uh, those disability grants that lapsed in February. The ones of March were extended anyway, until un- until October, so that people don't have to come in because we know that we're going to have huge volumes that are going to come through now uh, with new people that are going to come on board. So we didn't want uh, the the people that were in the pipeline to actually be affected. So that is going to go a long way in terms of uh, stopping the frustration amongst people and making sure that those people will get paid. Uh, Diane will highlight as to when those people are going to get paid. On the issue of the 350, we are ready with the with the system in terms of uh, uh, the ussd line uh, uh, the the whatsapp line the email is also going to be available but key is also to make sure that there's people in the ground that on the ground that are going to provide support uh, we've had engagements with the minister and We've agreed that over and above us uh, using community development workers is going to be key for us to get additional support to make sure that we've got other people that can provide that support in terms of helping people in deep rural areas to be able to apply. We were waiting for the directives, but over and above uh, the directive, because the directives were going to talk to what is it that we plug in at the back the other issue that we're still waiting on uh, was uh, the UIF uh, database uh, because we're going to have to run the people that apply through the different databases to make sure that it's not people that qualify. That it's not people that don't qualify so that we can limit the the, the the errors in terms of admitting people that don't qualify. We're battling with the, with the database uh, with regards to, to SARS, Uh, because uh, in terms of their laws, they can't give us the database. Uh, We should be able to get the UIF database today, which therefore means that once a person has applied, we can then run them through that database because our systems are are already ready for us to be able to approve. But we need to get all these things today, because if not, it will be a challenge for us to make sure that we do the initial payment of the 15th that we committed to. The initial payment will be done. Yes, we understand that not, not everybody has a bank account. The initial payment will be done to those that have bank, bank accounts to a bank account. The sec- second option would be for us to do e-wallet. We've engaged the banks. We've agreed with the banks that all of them will provide that support, but the option will be the, the client's option because we don't want uh, someone that stays close to a, a ATM of APSA to w- when a uh, net bank one is far for them to make that choice. So that's the initial thing that we're going to do. We've received about 30 to 40 uh, uh, And those, I think, were the two burning uh, issues that were raised. Other than the others that I think uh, either Diane can add, and then we can uh, relate uh, some of the issues. We can actually document the answers and send them uh, through the chair to go to the committee members. Thank
2: you, ma'am. Chairperson, can I ask that uh, any other of the issues wait, wait, that are urgent on the side of the department? Wait, Just two minutes.
1: Wait, wait a bit, minister. Wait a bit, minister. Sorry, ma'am. Ella. You
9: have not said anything about cues. What, what we, what we, um, I, I, I thought I did, Chair. I did indicate that in terms of the community development workers and the, the, the people that are going to be working together with, uh, that are working currently for, for NDA, are people that are going to to enroll to be able to support us in relation All to right. cues. The third other one is, uh, Chair, I, 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 I took on board the recommendation that you made that we're going to add on that capacity to make sure that we've got people that can support us, not only uh, for the queues or during payment periods, but those people will also assist us in terms of making sure that we enroll uh, those that don't have access to technology uh, in different communities. Thank the you. other uh, option we're looking at, Chair, is to, we're speaking to the banks to make sure that they can provide support in terms of their mobile ATMs, particularly on the days when we're paying the elderly. In those areas where we pay in in, in high volumes to make sure that we can a, a get rid of the queues and we can support the elderly, particularly because it's going to be very, very cold in the next two months. Uh,
1: Honorable Minister, th- thank you. Th- thank you, sir. Honorable Minister, it has been whispered to me, we've got some few other minutes up to 10. So you've
2: got some space to to, to fill in one or two or three other people. Oh, that's why uh, Chair Ch- was then asking that the the about Nelly and whoever thinks, okay. The high level answers really. They must They must go to the the critical critical ones that will make their members um comfortable in responding. Can Can I then take back to to the to the acting? Um, DG to tell us who can be able to respond. Thanks,
13: Minister. Thank you very much, Minister. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I'd like to first allow uh, the DDG Conning Malo to respond, (coughs) followed by DDG Peter Nechibale, and then Fanny, uh, who's the Acting CFO. Thank you very much.
0: Thank
21: you, Honourable Chairs, um, uh, Acting DG and members. I will deal quickly with the issues of social workers. Um, I think the question was around how many are we still to appoint? We still have a backlog. The issue of social workers remains a challenge. We have 4,597. The budget that is on the strategic plan that Fanny presented is basically talking to those students that are still being trained. But uh, members will remember that we are cutting the scholarship to be able to appoint uh, social workers. So the money that is cut, we're going to appoint the 200 social workers to be able to contribute uh, in the society. Uh, Moving forward, we need almost 71,000 social workers that we're working on a long-term solution that will locate social workers as catalysts for change in society, working with private sector and other sectors. In terms of the National Drug Master Plan, that was approved. Provinces were trained and local structures and provincial structures and all other departments to be able to come up with the implementation plans based on the indicators that we have agreed upon and then quarterly reporting is, is, is uh, uh, supposed to happen. On the ECBND, ECBND program is still uh, being implemented in provinces by the department in partnership with over 400 organizations. uh, We're reaching uh, 1.4 million children uh, using 6,000 child and youth care workers that have been trained through our drop-in centers and safe parks. There is a specific allocation in this regard. I've taken note of the issues of GBV and anti-gangsterism that we need to articulate better. I think when we do the written responses, I'll be able to indicate how do we contribute within the criminal justice system and the social crime yibom prevention yibom strategy?
1: Yibom Thank you. <laughs>
21: Give to somebody
1: else. Thank you. Are, are you done, Connie? I'm done, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Next one, uh, Linton. Next
13: one. Thank you, Chair Mr. Peter Nchipale.
22: Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, Uh, Chairpersons, and the Minister and colleague and other members. um, I think uh, I'm going to be responding on the uh, issue of food security. We noted the concerns that has been raised, but I think the committee need to be aware that um, the department has been providing food uh, security and nutrition throughout the provinces. We have a system. We have got a lot of NGOs that are in the food distribution that we have been working with. But since the the announcement of the uh, 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 COVID-19 lockdown, we shifted to food parcels due to the impact that it has amongst the the people. We also have um, distributed food throughout the provinces, but I think currently we have seen a lot of People wanted to distribute food even during the stage five, which is becoming a problem when we tell them that they cannot do that. They need to collaborate with the provincial department of uh, social development, like what is happening in Houteng and others. We are aware that many churches, many NGOs want to distribute. We are in the process of developing a directive that will assist the management of those npos but the directive line is don't just go to communities and uh, distribute food because you are going to cause havoc stampede and, and, and undue stress the other question was the issue of the budget that we have uh, that is not there S- starting from 2020 2021 financial year we the budget has been shifted to provinces so that it, the provinces can implement security as part of their uh, equitable share. We have noted the issue of the uh, permits that people want, but I think we are dealing with the matter. And uh, We work with several NPOs in all nine provinces um, and we provide them with uh, permits, but we requested that they need to go to the department and say, we want to provide food in this section so that um, the SAPS and, uh, and, 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 and DOD can be aware and they can escort them for security uh, reasons. So I think those are the few questions that I, I need to clarify. But I think the minister initially, they, she has raised that and I think Chaperson also raised it. They've seen how it works and how they, but we take note of the concerns that is outside we, 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 we will uh, deal with that up, up accordingly. Next one.
1: Thanks,
16: Najipala. Thank you, colleagues, honorable members. Um, the, the budget cuts that you see in welfare services mainly relate to the budget cuts that was introduced by National Treasury. That's uh, 17 million, 18 million. So that's the basic ones that the small cuts is. The bigger one for disabilities is because of the NMOS process. Um, the rights for people with disabilities uh, went back to the Department of Women, so that was part of the EMOS process. The social crime decrease. Remember, in the prior financial year, we had a reprioritization for the GBV of 90 million. Um, that was a once off reprioritization, so that you will see that's not the same amount that's been allocated uh, in this financial year. The HIV H1, as I've mentioned earlier, it's the shift from uh, our national baseline to the provinces for that social behavior programs. Um, and I think that is it, That in terms of the decreases. So it's mainly because of the budget cuts and the inmost process. And then, as Peter also said, in terms of the community development, that allocation for the food relief has also been shifted to the provinces. That's very brief. Thank you, Chairperson. But thank It's a pleasure,
13: Chairperson. Do you know Chairperson, I think we're fine. We've responded to all the issues. Thank you. Thank you very much. Minister.
2: Um thank you very much Chairperson. I think the first thing I'd like to say is that um the covid has a, uh, for us has accelerated the old and the new and the the opportunities that we need to position ourselves um, as a a department that really responds uh, to the needs of the people. Uh, But I also think that we have the National Development Agency, which I really would like to say the National Development Agency must not be a stepchild of the portfolio. And, and, And we must also appreciate that its role is going to really be much more important now in order to make make sure that uh, it's at the forefront of dealing with poverty and working in partnership with our communities. SASA, I think um, really everybody knows SASA. Everybody talks about SASA. And uh, the issues uh, that were raised by the members in terms of improving our systems and improving our capacity to deliver to our people, unfortunately for us, COVID came at an, a very uh, awkward time when myself and the CEO, as well as the department and as the portfolio, we had been saying, what picture do we want to see in our services at the end of our term? And that is, uh, which is no longer five years. It's now four years. And the picture that we would like to see and the picture that we'll have to keep on insisting is how do we empower our own people so that they are powered in a way that they are able to also Deal with their challenges. Government must create the conducive environment. NGOs and CBOs and everybody must assist our people so that when all is said and done, even the appreciation and an understanding of the current economic challenges that we have, those must not be something that rests only with government or rests with um, different political parties. I think we need to step up in our communication and make sure that we build a situation where our people are able to also realize that lots of the things and lots of power also sits with them. Our task is to make sure uh, that we, we we empower them. Chairperson, uh, I think um, uh, the issue that the issues that were raised by the AG for me yesterday are issues that we really need to focus on because if we are consistent in responding to the issues that the AG keeps on raising. <clears throat> Those are issues that are supposed to help us strengthen uh, our, our institutions, but strengthen uh, uh, the work that is done by, by civil servant. When all is said, and then I think the president has repeated so many times about the issue of the capacity of the state and the capacity of the state is not about structures and infrastructure. It is about the people who sit behind the desk who put themselves in the shoes of those that are vulnerable that need our, our support. Quite frankly, now that we, we are going through this difficult process of COVID, I do want to say that our responsibility as a Department of Social Development is about the well-being of each and every citizen. And I've been insisting to this on the Department to say, yes, I'm aware that our bigger task is to focus on those um, that are vulnerable and all. But here COVID is now challenging us to really put into effect the issue that we are about the well-being of all citizens. People are now having to learn new ways. What is the stress and strain of working from from home, of uh, keeping a distance, of understanding the protocols of COVID and what you need to do to protect yourself? What is it that parents have to deal with? sitting with children at home and having to teach the children at home, the parents also need um, support um, in that effect. So I think I would like to thank the portfolio committee for giving us uh, this uh, opportunity, but also to say the issue that was raised by Nechipale in terms of food security. Here is the challenge, uh, and I think we have to be able to assist each other. (laughs) Yeah, we have to assist each other here with regard to the issue of the food parcels because our tried and tested systems have always worked. We didn't have any political people getting into the space and interfering in any way. Our biggest problem is that many NPOs and other NGOs who are distributing the food, as Nechipale has said, are not being helpful because they're not working with the communities. Lastly, Jefferson, as it was indicated, the picture that one wants to see at the end is nobody dying on the way to go and get their their their, 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 their grants. We must make sure that that comes to an end. And in the four, four years left, that is going to be one of the biggest tasks that we have. And I don't think it's complicated. It is possible. It's also about advocating and also helping our people understand that once the money is in their cards, they can use it at any time. But we are conscious and we understand why they do that. It's poverty that drives them. They live from hand to mouth. And we must also be conscious of that. Thank you, Chair.
1: Thank you, uh, Honorable Minister, for those uh, encouraging words. Can I say the following, that our ambitious target in terms of grantees going forward, should be reducing the grantees who have got access to grants that i'm saying with nda at the back of my mind where we are talking about a program uh, of increasing those who are self-supportive by actually ensuring that they have got access to developmental programs the issue of 1.5 billion members have raised where I'm sitting I know in few days we'll be having a presentation by the department on the progress report with regard to AG to plan of action on the on dealing with the AG findings that we had last year so we expect all these to be included there and the department must work out that we can't continue to go in a manner like this the other critical issue that I want to raise minister is that When everyone is informed about the departmental approach, whether it's on 350, whether it's on how to register your name, whether it's where the pay points are, whether it's what systems are used, the entire information, when everyone is aware of that, we reduce the load from the department. MPs are able to explain that. Counselors are able to explain that. MPLs, local leaders are able... Once that information is there and is circulated, it's always one thing that can embarrass you as a member of committee or parliament when somebody asks you, "Where do you register for three fifty? Where do you register in order to access grant?" At least that basic information, all of us will need to have, so that we don't wake your, your officials up who we'll work for the whole We we'll wake them at one a.m. to find out where is this thing. The, the, the distribution of information amongst everyone who interface with community. Reduces the load of the department. I think that is very, very, very important. Having said all that, I must thank you, Minister, with your team, with uh, your ever cooperation whenever we're asking for this. We're looking forward to to have a presentation on the on the action action plans and so on and so on. Uh, somebody wants to talk to me just a second. Uh,
6: Me too,
2: sir. Uh,
1: Honorable Mbun okay. Uh, okay, yes. Honorable uh, Mbun do you want to have any remarks at the end?
14: Honorable Mbun Chappale. Yes. Yes, sir, person, I'm...
19: Yes, Chairperson,
14: I, 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 I asked a question earlier about the impact, but I think that they will come back to that question, even if it's not today. They may answer it in writing. Um, I just want to correct one little thing. I'm not the co-chair. I'm the acting co-chair, the chairperson of, the, of, of this committee. He's in hospital. She's hospitalized. And we okay. wish her a very speedy recovery. That may she be one day soon healed. Um, and yeah, I think that will be all for now. Thank you. And Bumana,
1: we get you seem to be planning on something. Uh,
12: thanks sir. not undermining uh, your conclusion, your concluded uh, remarks. Sir but what i would like to ask from the department can they also give us information in terms of what we have uh, we saw in the tv or from the tv in in kzn uh, the the cards from sasa the one that was kept the one that were kept by one of the officials or some of the officials from sasa can can we get the update
1: Thank you, Chair. Next. I, I think that can be done in writing. We should leave it at that point. Okay. Uh, Secretary, anything new? Anything else outstanding?
0: I know, Chairperson. All the uh, requirements for today's protest- proceedings have been um, adhered to. If there is further information, I will just communicate via WhatsApp or other forms of communication. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much. What I'm going to request, uh, Mr. Miku Lintin, is that the, respo- the written response must not wait for the next meeting, although they will be presented in the next meeting. Once they are done, the, the sooner they go to members, the better. Of course, they would go via the secretary of the committee so that they are attended to in a manner consistent. Can I take this opportunity to thank everyone who made this meeting a success? With the honorable members first, the support team, the technical team, both from the select uh, side and the NA. Without your cooperation, we would not be where we are. Thank you, minister, and your team. With the powers vested in me for now, can I declare the meeting closed? Thank you very much.